It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I am your host, Jamie Arrington, broadcasting from the Eagle Broadcasting Studios in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Riding in the co-pilot seat tonight is Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. What's going on, man? To the top, buddy. To the top. Good to have you back in the studio as always. Yeah, man. Thanks for the invite. You know, next week I gotta get, I've got to get a guest. I've got to bring a guest on next week. I've got a good one. I've got a really good one lined up. You got a pretty good one today. Well, I do, but I wasn't going to say that to your face. Well, you know, <laughs> I know I, I'm 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 the last resort, but that's, you're not the hey, last. Resort. You're pretty much the co-host of this show. It seems that's that's where I fit in. It's yeah, like you, you you are who you roll with. You're a legend, man. In my own mind, you're a tailgate legend. In your own mind, <laughs> <laughs> if this is your first time listening to this show, basically, I'm here to give you a break from all of the high resource five propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media, and there is a lot of it, and talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. we got a lot to talk about tonight. I mean, what a great time to be a Golden Eagle. Baseball, eight-game winning streak right now. Spring football just started. The ladies, although they weren't successful, WNIT, just a lot of great stuff going on right now. Before we get into all the Southern Miss stuff, special thanks to everybody who came out to my show last week. Last Thursday night, we had the uh, book release party at T-Bone's for comedian Todd Berry's new book about his travels called Thank You for Coming to Hattiesburg. Sold a couple of dozen copies that night. Good stuff. If you need, if you want to go check out that book, swing by. Go buy T-Bones Records on Hardy Street. Pick up the book. They're carrying, carrying it for us, trying to spread the gospel about Hub City Comedy and everything that we're trying to do. My next show, it's a it's a doozy. And I don't even know if I'm supposed to announce it, but I'm going to. So if you guys want to get tickets, you can go. Saturday, April the 8th, I'm opening for Jim Brewer at the Hard Rock in Biloxi. What? Super excited about that. You may remember Jim Brewer from Saturday Night Live as well as the movie Half Baked, among other things. So uh, if you want to check that out, go online, Ticketmaster, go to the Hard Rock Biloxi website. If you just Google Hard Rock Biloxi, it'll go to their site. I don't know what their actual site is. But that's on Saturday, April the 8th, uh, opening for Jim Brewer. So it's going to be a great time. I'm really looking forward to that show. And, uh, man, just that crowd. It's going to be hot. It's going to be live, man. I can't wait. Have you um, – do you have any new material coming out for that show? I do, actually. I do. I mean, I'm going to do all my normal stuff about slamming on Alabama and Alabama fans, but I've got some stuff uh, I can throw in the mix there. So it's going to be it's going to be a great time, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. If you hadn't, if you're down on the coast, oh, we're we're picking up states left and right, man. We had a couple of listens from Switzerland this week. Wow! Shout out to uh, to the Swiss out there checking out the to the top talk. Always love their knives. Always love their knives, man. Their army and everything. All right. Let's talk a little Southern Miss. Uh, Last week, Southern Miss women's basketball team on Wednesday, March the 15th, they take on Euler, Arkansas Little Rock at Red Green Coliseum, round one of the WNIT. The Lady Eagles fall 72 to 62. Uh, They were led by Brittany Dinkins, who had 19 points, five rebounds, five assists, and one block. The Lady Eagles finished the season 23 and 11. 13 and 5 in Conference USA. 
Hey, man, like I said before, anytime you get over 20 wins, it's a great year. They made it all the way to the conference championship. Yeah, they may have fallen a little short against uh, Euler in the first round, but, you know, between Coach, Coach McNellis and the, the cancer scare and everything else, I mean, they really pulled through. The Mighty Mites, as is, is Heath Hinton uh, in the other studio right now uh, calls them. Right, and, you know, and, and Heath was talking, too, about just the, the size differential in every single game that the Lady Eagles played this year. And um, – you know that it, it really just to, to win twenty three games, just being kind of you know, out outmanned or outladied, outladied. You can't. You can't. I don't know if we can talk about that anymore. Oh. In in twenty seventeen. Good 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 thing I'm the co-host then. <laughs> but no, I mean just just being outsized just in every single game and having to depend on uh, working the ball around and, and depending on a, a game plan. You know, props to uh, Coach McNillis and like you said, dealing with the with the uh, with the cancer issue and all that. Um, just couldn't be more prouder of them. Well, the next segment, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about what all happened in Southern Miss baseball. I don't think anybody really expected us to have the week that we had. You know, winning all four games. If you want to count last Wednesday night when we were on the air, I mean, what, 20 to 5, mm -hmm. just shellacking of Columbia. Uh, but the, the sweeping the number 23 team in the country and rival Louisiana Tech and then uh, – you know, putting it to Mississippi State last night in Jackson, which actually dropped our RPI, believe it or not. We're down to 21 now. Well, you know, you play an inferior league like that, you know, you've got to expect the RPI to drop just a little bit. Well, hey, them's fighting words, man. Them's fighting words. <laughs> but uh, they, but no, they know, really got a big RPI boost after that, that sweep in Louisiana Tech. I mean, we jumped up, I mean, jumped all the way up to 20. Yeah. And that thing's going to fluctuate all year long. Absolutely. Just like it does every single year in basketball and in, uh, and in baseball. I guess you just play so many games. You got so many different teams and different leagues, and where are they? Uh, you know, where where were they preseason wise and whatnot? So it didn't really fluctuate that much in basketball this year. It was pretty yeah. much pretty much stagnant. That's a good point. All right, guys, come right back to us after the break. We're going to be back talking Southern Miss baseball to the top. Welcome back to To the Top Talk right here on WMXI News Radio 98.1, right here in Hattiesburg. Sometimes we're simulcast on the score 1400. The reason that we are on Wednesday nights right now is there's a lot of softball games on Tuesday nights, and uh, they're being broadcast on WFOR, the score 1400 AM in Hattiesburg. So we moved it to Wednesday nights for less of a conflict with scheduling. So I'm on Wednesday nights for the next couple of months. We're going to see how it goes. But you can always listen to archives of the show at um, on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Go find us. Subscribe. Give us a rating. It helps us out. Uh, if you want to listen live, WMXI.com and the WMXI radio mobile app. All right. As promised, we're going to talk some baseball. I'm here with Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey. What about this baseball team, man? Yeah, I mean, could you could you have any better last uh, last week or last eight game stretch? I guess, however far that reaches back, eight wins in a row, um, including three over you know number twenty three Louisiana Tech, and it's always great to uh, to play those in state guys and, and and beat the schools up north. So, yeah, I mean, Golden Eagle baseball is riding a, is riding a high right now, and you know, I remember at the at the beginning of the year, you and I were on here talking about. 
what did we expect from the Golden Eagles? And there was a lot of question marks. There are question marks uh, behind the plate, question marks uh, on the mound, question marks at the, uh, well, at least at the first base position. And, and all have been answered so far, and it's, it's hard to be disappointed with anything. Um, when, when the Golden Eagles are, are hitting on all cylinders, they're, they're really tough to beat. And when they're hitting on one cylinder, they're still kind of hard to beat. There's so many ways that this team can, can beat you. So, um, you know, I hope I'm not jinxing them right now, but, but boy, it's, it's looking fantastic. Let's go through the through the this weekend slate, and uh, then we'll get into uh, a little bit of analysis here. All right, so Friday night, the Golden Eagles were at number twenty three, Louisiana Tech, and they come away with a victory, five to two. Kurt McCarty gets the win. He pitched six innings, uh, gave up seven hits, two two earned runs, uh, eight strikeouts. Uh, through 114 pitches, Matt Walner with the save, Mister Mister uh, Baseball Renaissance. I, I don't know, <laughs> Mister you know freshman do it all, Matt Walner showing out in that game. Uh, Dylan Berdeau had a uh, what three run home run in that game. Right. He had several Golden Eagles with multiple hits. Casey Mack had two hits. Brant Bowen had two hits as well. But they get started off right. You kind of going into the series, you kind of hope for just, hey, if we could just win the series, I'd be satisfied. And, you know, the next day they did just that. On Saturday, Golden Eagles defeated Louisiana Tech 13 to 9. Really, really putting it on them there. Golden Eagles with thir- with 17 hits. My goodness. We got some offense on this team this year. Yeah. Well, yeah, Southern Miss can, can absolutely rake. Um, and just kind of going over some of these stats here. I know we're going to analyze it later, but, you know, look at that first game. Just look at the pitching line down there. Kirk McCarty, you know, like you said, six-inning pitched. Matt Walner, three. Total, you know, two runs given up at all. I mean, how many how many games are you going to win just doing that? And that's and that's just your Friday, you know. And so then you'll, you'll see as Saturday and Sunday roll along how um, that just – it keeps the bullpen intact for the entire weekend – when you can have a starter go deep, and when you can basically have you know two different closers on your team, we did all that on Friday against a top twenty-five team, and didn't get to possibly the best reliever in in college baseball and Nick Sandlin. Oh, absolutely! So, I mean, just just what a great feeling to be a Golden Eagle player or coach to have just that waiting on Sunday and Sunday, and 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 you know, I I wonder what Louisiana Tech thought about it. Like, well, we didn't we didn't get that one, so now. Boy, we've got a we've got a test ahead of us. We know what's coming, you know. So in in that eleven to I mean, excuse me, in that thirteen to nine victory on Saturday, Hayden Roberts, uh, five and two thirds innings, uh, gave up six hits, three earned runs, six strikeouts. So I mean, he had a solid outing as well. Nick Sandlin, of course, came in with the save on that one. Golden Eagles, like I said, seventeen hits. Taylor Braley leading the way. Uh, well, actually, no, I'm sorry, Dylan Berdeau, Mason Irby, Hunter Slater. And LaMarcus Boyd, all with three hits. Taylor Braley, two hits, three RBIs. So they're cranking out some offense, man. Matt Walner as well. I know we're going to talk some about him, but two runs, two two hits, and two RBIs. He just uh, just just the boy wonder. Yeah, well, the picks to click that we were talking about earlier in the year, I know you were very curious about Walner. I was more curious myself about Mason Irby. Well, both the guys, every single game, are, are just, just finding the middle of the ball. Um, and, and, and then you said like Walner being the Renaissance guy, just able to do it all and just an absolute surprise. We knew he was good. I didn't know that he was going to be this good. And he just, every time, you know, when you go to a game and I'm sure all your listeners 
go to the peak quite a bit. But if you don't, not the, the ones in Switzerland don't. The ones in Switzerland might not make the peak, but <laughs> they might call it the Peter. The Peter. Yeah. That's a horrible Switzer, Swiss accent. You sound like from <laughs> Wales or something. I don't know what accent that was. But the um, you know, you, you you just look out in center field and you see this guy, and he looks like a major leaguer right now. Um, he really looks like a Mason, a major leaguer standing next to Mason Irby. Um, yeah, he looks like a power <laughs> forward standing next to Mason Irby. But so you know, and, and this this guy just continues to impress, and I can't wait to see what the rest of the season's uh, in store. Well, you mentioned, yeah, I was thinking the first time we saw him, we were going like, man, that, that who is that center fielder yeah, right next to the eighteen year old? What goodness? How's that possible? Didn't you didn't you say you talked to somebody who said that like when he was first getting recruited for college, he was like 6'3", 170, and then. Right. Fill yeah. Out. So, so you know, a good buddy of mine used to coach with with Kaye and uh, at Meridian, and so they know each other really well. Anyway, we were talking, and he he asked him, you know, how how did Walner end up here? And according according to uh, to my to my guy that uh, that talked to Kaye, he said that you know, well, he, of course, he signed with North Dakota, um, and when he signed with them, I think he signed a little early. I'm not sure if it was a junior year or not, but I know he signed with North Dakota early, and I think he was around like six two, like one seventy, or somewhere like that, and uh, I think he just wanted to remain loyal, and he ended up like winning the Minnesota uh, Player of the Year, High School Player of the Year award, um, but just you know still wanted to like stay with uh, North Dakota, and then their baseball program you know tanked. I guess Kaye got wind of it, and you know made the offer, and somewhere in the middle of that he went from six two to six five from one seventy to like two thirty five and throwing ninety six miles an hour so 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 props to coach Kaye for reeling that one in oh yeah absolutely and I was reading an article today uh, that Rick Cleveland wrote Rick Cleveland of course formerly of the Clarion Ledger and the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame and he was talking about how you know that Warner was a big fan of Brian Dozier being from mm-hmm. Minnesota and, and yeah, that couldn't have hurt being uh he actually threw out the first pitch of the game and, and Dozier's the one that caught it Oh, okay. Well, I was wondering. Um, it's, at some point, you know, surely I don't know if they, if they have like their state playoffs at the Minnesota Twins field, or I don't know how all that works. But surely at some point they've had the best players in the state involved with the Twins and somehow. Um, so that makes a lot of sense, and and uh, I could it just couldn't have worked it out any better for the Golden Eagles. I'm just feels like I'm living in a dream world watching this guy play. Hopefully he can be a twin at some point, but really not for another what he's got to be at least three years, right? Yeah, thank goodness we're not a junior college because this guy <laughs> will be gone next year. I'm so glad the NCAA has this like archaic rule about having to stay after your junior year, but you know, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that guy. And don't forget about Sandlin. We're we're falling all yeah. over, uh, and we hadn't even got the guys like Kirk McCarty, Taylor Braley, yeah, uh, Casey Mack. He's another Renaissance guy. Played some center field, played some infield, played some second base. I think he might have been at third base one game. Um, we got role players all the way around. Tracy Hadley with a huge defensive play last night when Mississippi State was making a push. Hadn't even got to Dylan Bordeaux yet. What about Storm Cooper? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's all over the place. Mason Irby was the was the uh, SAAC Player of the Week in Conference USA. Not really sure what that means. I, he just raked all weekend. So you know. It just, just there's so many ways that this team can beat you, and um, uh, Matthew Gidry, another local guy, yeah, JC Keys, another local guy, JC Keys, two quality starts in a row. Matthew Gidry hit his first home run. I mean, it's everywhere you look. Um, you know, Cole Donaldson's finally getting a few balls to uh, to fall in. So it's it's just it's just crazy. Everywhere you turn, you can find a good story, and, and that's what makes it so just great to be a Golden Eagle right now. And you know, three of those starters, Oh Grove boys, yeah, you know. 
For sure. You know. I know. I was class in 97. So <laughs> you, you, you can tell by the way I, I, I talk about baseball that I had a lot of baseball prowess at Oak Grove. But <laughs> 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 All right. Sunday's game. Golden Eagles. This is straight from the press release. I like that. You like that? Mm-hmm. That's a little – is that Rush Limbaugh that does that? I don't know. I th- I, it's, it's on, it, it's on this station. Yeah, I know. I, I, but Taylor Braley and Matt Warner each drove in three runs. Nick Sandlin shut down a potent Louisiana Tech offense and for four innings as Southern Miss completed the three-game three, three game sweep of the number 23 Bulldogs, 8-5, to five, Sunday afternoon at J.C. Love Field, which I guess that's what they call their field over the, there. The Love Shack. The Love Shack. That's a great name for it. That's what John Cox was calling it. Well, that, I probably didn't call it like Love Z or – Field Z, love Field Z. <laughs> Double down the line Z. But another another great great game. Matt Walner, um, grounded in a run with the bases loaded. Golden Eagles. I mean, what was it like seven to nothing in the, over the first four innings in that game? Yeah, something like that. Just ridiculous. But J C Keys, like you said, another goal, another warrior uh, going in there and and getting the win. You know, Sunday it's kind of been up in the air a little bit. I mean, there's they've kind of moved this pitching rotation around, moving McCarty from uh, Saturday to Friday, and uh, Hayden Roberts to to Saturday, obviously. And then it looks like maybe Keys is going to be the man in, in on Sunday. Right. Well, that's what we're hoping. And um, just having a personal relationship with JC, I'm I'm pulling for him. I'm pulling for whoever does the best job. It's even better if I know the guy. So you know, JC threw four innings Sunday versus La Tech. Um, and don't forget, he threw six innings the week before against Columbia. So he got two Sunday starts in a row. Um, you know, LaTeX got to him just a little bit towards the end of his stint. But again, so you talk about the the Walner effect, and and Coach Barry having the ability to throw his uh, throw either Sandlin or Walner for multiple innings. You hadn't just got to wait. Yeah, you know, if you want to bring somebody in and just let them shut it down, you can do it. And uh, and so you know that's, that's, that's it's just it's just got to be just just such a um, just just such a tool to have in your in your tool belt if you're Coach Barry when you can just go to either one of these just top notch closers at any point and they can always throw more than one inning. Oh, absolutely. Well, after the sweep of number twenty three, uh, Louisiana Tech, Southern Miss now ranked in one of the polls twenty fifth. 25th, we're ranked. Finally. Not not in enough of them, but yeah. in one of them. So we'll we'll t- I guess at this point we'll take what we can get. But setting up for a showdown last night at Trustmark Park in Pearl, Mississippi against the Mississippi, Mississippi State Bulldogs. Golden Eagles go in there and score four runs in the first. Was that your Jack Crystal? That was that was that Giant was my killers of Southern Mississippi. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hear your question. I was just I was focused well, I would, on the and see I didn't even ask a question. I was just talking about nice. we put four runs. <laughs> we uh we put um, four runs on the board right out of the gate. Taylor Braley comes in uh pitching that game and he gets the win. Second win of the year. Matt Walner, I, I'm seeing a trend here. Right. With the save. Uh, Golden Eagles put uh, seven hits on the board. Mississippi State putting up eleven. Yeah, we got out hit, but you know what matters is the uh, is the run column and and um, you know the the state the state pitcher couldn't really find the zone early, but you know and, and talking with talking with some people all day long today, state friends, Southern Miss friends, uh, a lot of the state guys said, well, you know, we just 
you know, we walked too many guys, which is true. But to the Golden Eagles' credit, I mean, it's not like they threw it halfway up the screen. Yeah. You, you have to be selective at the plate, and um, and and we were. The ball's a little bit outside. You don't swing. Ball's a little bit, you know. So they said that we that he just kind of gave us. Like, he, he, was set, he was setting it up like that. Like, hey, you know, well, you beat us, but, you know, we kind of gave it to you. No, you didn't. Because, you know, we didn't swing at those pitches. And you walked a bunch of people. We didn't, which is, might be the reason that they had more hits because we didn't walk anybody. Taylor Braley, uh, I think he threw, was it seven innings? Seven or eight innings, zero yeah, walks. Yeah, seven innings. Zero walks. This is a power guy, zero walks. That's that's, that's unbelievable. That never changes either. From, from the time that, you know, you and I played in, like, Little League till you quit Mor- morning, morning League. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Church League. laughs> So, but but it, it, it never changes. If you, if you put the ball in play, if you limit your walks, if you um, if you if you you know you you, you limit your strikeouts, you uh you don't walk on the uh when you're pitching, then you know you're always in good shape to uh, win the game, and and that's what happened last night too. Golden Eagles get the seven to five win over the Bulldogs. We're gonna talk more Southern Miss baseball, spring football, and softball after the break. Come right back to us. Welcome back to the Top Talk, right here on News Radio 98.1 FM in Hattiesburg. I'm sitting here with uh, my normal partner in crime, Jason Bailey. Man, good to have you in the studio, man. It's, Thanks, it's been man. a few weeks, dude. Thanks for the invite. I'm doing a doing a selfie. I'm about to tweet out right now. He's doing a selfie. So go follow us on Twitter. Smile at at the. Uh, Bumper J. Bailey and to the top talk and Jamie underscore Arrington. All right. Southern Miss baseball. That's what we were talking before the break. Golden Eagles are now 17 and four on the year. Three and oh in Conference USA. Yeah, that's, that's the most important part right there. That's huge. With an RPI of 21 as of right now. And like you said, that fluctuates. It's always fun when you're high. When it's not, you're, when you're not high, you're just like, well, you know, we got the rest of the season to sort that out. But being 21 right now, great stuff. Hopefully we can finish strong. The Golden Eagles have now won eight games in a row, which to me for baseball, that's pretty ridiculous, especially uh, the run that they just went on. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. But five games coming up at home this next week on Friday. March the 24th, they will be taking on the Marshall Thundering Herd at 6 p.m. Then on Saturday, taking on Marshall again at 2 p.m. And then Sunday at 11 a.m., the brunch game, I guess you'd call it. Then on Tuesday, they will be taking on the South Alabama Jaguars at 6 p.m. at the Pete. And then on Wednesday against UNO at 6 p.m. at the Pete as well. And these are three games that could, you know, uh, I don't know if they'd necessarily hurt the RPI. I mean, you got... Two teams that are in the top 100, and you got one that's just out of it. Marshall, 116 in RPI right now. South Alabama, 93, and as well as UNO at 68. So you got you got a couple of teams that, that aren't necessarily going to hurt you right now. We got some other games coming up that are going to hurt us. Western Kentucky, right? You know, in the 200s. Well, in these you know these RPI games, they're always. I mean, just which way do you want to look at it? We got a team like you said, Marshall, that's almost cracked the top 100, which would be great. Well, if they lose to us three times in a row, which we hope happens, where's that going to drop them? Right. 
So, and then you got South Alabama at 93, which is surprising. Um, they put us out of the regional last year. Um, surprising they're so high at 93. Um, so you, at that point, you got to kind of hope that these teams, that hopefully, you know, if we continue and we go, that would be 12 games in a row, which who knows? That's a lot of, in baseball, it's a lot of games in a row to win. But I guess for the rest of the year, then you're, you're kind of just hoping that they, number one, win a lot and, and, and play people that have an RPI kind of like us and they beat them. So it's, it's just, all you can do, all you can control is going out there and winning the very next game. And I would assume that, that McCarty's going to get the ball on uh, on Friday, and um, and we just try to win that first one, and then and then see where the rest of the weekend takes us. One of the biggest problems that we've had in Southern Miss baseball history, I guess, pretty much any sport, surviving success. Yep, we'll get on a hot run, and then we'll lose to some teams that we shouldn't lose to. And this weekend, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, Marshall's not a bad team. I mean, these are not bad teams. Uh, surely we would. You'd think we'd be favored in in all five games, mm-hmm. but you know Southern Miss history. We'd come out and lay an egg at some point in in, in, in and, a couple and, of and these. And it kind of happens in in most sports, maybe all sports. Um, just going all the way back to you know you, you look at football through the years, just beating a uh, you know, well heck, the year that we beat TCU when they were top ten, you know, and I came a little, I can't remember what we did the week before, but I think we lost to a nobody. And then all the way back to, you know, beating Archie Manning and the Ole Miss Rebels when they were ranked in the top five. Very next week, losing to, like, Monroe or someone. Yeah. You know, uh, or nothing, maybe it was North Texas. It was, it was somebody that we should have beat by, you know, 40. So uh, you, you put it perfectly, you know, can we stand uh, success? And that's where that's where Coach Barry's going to come in. And, and also, you know, keeping these fresh arms. And, I, and we're going to get back to talking about Walner once again. But – um, he, he's going to add so much depth to that pen to where we can, um, to where we, um, you know, c- could, could hopefully just not have that arm injury late in the year, not have the arm fatigue like happened with Cord Cockrell at the end of last year. Um, I think that guy is going to help so much. Just, you know, number one, the starter's going a little bit deeper, five, six innings plus. But then, you know, if you don't have to dip into your bullpen so much after that, if you got a guy like Walner, you got a guy like Sandlin, um, and Stevie Powers uh, that can that can give you several innings after the starter, then it's 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 kind of unfathomable how how it could go sour. Yeah. <laughs> but being a Southern Miss fan, I feel that it it might go sour. So I'm just I'm trying to not jinx it is what I'm trying to do. So, <laughs> right. Um. Just I, I'm just gonna sit back and watch it and, and hopefully enjoy just a, a heck of a ride this year. You know, you break out the black and gold boxer briefs, put on the right sock before the left one. Whatever super superstition you have, keep it up. Yeah, if you're in the roost and, and you know, if, you, if you're Todd Maddox out in the roost and you're raising up the boot after someone makes an error, you know, do you start off left to right? Do you start off right to left? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But you got to do one or the other after something bad happens. So Right, right. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So softball this week. Softball, not as fortunate as baseball this week. Uh, the Lady Eagles on Wednesday, March the fifteenth, uh, fell to Troy, two to nothing. Then on Saturday, they had a doubleheader at Louisiana Tech, falling four to nothing to Louisiana Tech in the first game, and four to two in the second game. That game in fourteen innings. Then on Sunday, March the nineteenth, the Lady Eagles fall to Louisiana Tech, eight to one. Goodness. Right well, now, right now they're taking on South Alabama. So hopefully. They can bounce back and get a win tonight against the Lady Jaguars. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's uh, I don't know if that was set up by you to talk about, you know, maybe the baseball hopefully not falling into a skid, 
but uh, it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about uh, how the 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 Lady Eagle softball, had, you know, was nearly beat two top eleven teams. Oh yeah, uh, you know, so maybe they're just going through a little funk right now. But um, they've already they had a great start. You know, they they set the attendance record at one game. Um, so I you know I I, I believe in in uh, in Coach Hogue, and um, and and. I, I believe that she'll write the ship before long. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I you know, I don't I never lost confidence in I mean, losing these games, I don't lose confidence in her. I think she's you know, I, I feel really good about the direction that she's taking the program in right now. It's a long season. It is. The ball bounces wrong. Enter cliche here, whatever it is, I think she'll get it turned around. I think so too. I was trying to look up and see if we had a score in that game. Surely we'd have something going. Surely there's something out there on Twitter or something. I don't know. But, you know, Lady Eagles, like I said, taking on the South Alabama Jaguars at home right now. Hopefully they can pull it out. As, as uh, you know, like I said, the Lady Eagles, 13-14 and 14 on the year right now, 1-5 in Conference USA. Hopefully we can right the ship in these next few games and kind of get the ball. Is the ball roll in baseball? Does it bounce, ball bouncing in the right direction? Out of the park? I don't know. I'd go with I'd go with roll roll. I hope to hope we get the ball rolling, and I'm looking forward to it. You know, hope we can, you know, shortstop <laughs> will pick it up, throw him out at first. Yeah, I think I need to stop looking at my phone so I can pay attention to you just a little bit more. I I just but got, you're on your phone, so it made me go to my phone. Oh, the Lady Eagles up two to nothing right Yay. now, in the uh, after two innings. So, all right, let's keep it. Let's keep the party going. Hey, I'd like to ask you a question. Okay. And this goes back to baseball. Okay, it's probably sure? gonna It's going to go back to Walt, Matt Walner, of course. Okay. Because, you know, I, I think I got to, you know, whatever. Oh, oh you, well. you're going to have to ask me after I'll the tell break. You what. Well, was that my first tease of all time? That was a very, that was a okay, definite hey, tease of hey, poll question after the break. After the break. Come right back to us. We're going to talk about that as well as Southern Miss football. To the top. Welcome back to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Before the break, uh, Jason Bailey had a question, and we've got a poll question out right now on Twitter. Go check it out. Jason. Yeah, so uh, we were talking about, you know, a lot of USM baseball on the show so far and when you know we just started we were talking in the break and I said let's let's put out a poll question let's put out a poll question of who people think the MVP is so far for the Golden Eagles this year and uh, it, only, it only gives you four spots on Twitter so the names that we decided to go with were of course uh, Matt Walner uh, Taylor Braley which if, if you say Taylor Braley really quickly it kind of sounds like you're saying Tater Baby Tater Baby so I like it I he like had, it he hits homers taters yeah anyway uh, so Walner Braley McCarty and Bordeaux um, and I guess they can go to two to top talk Twitter and, and vote right now? Yeah, you can vote so, right now okay. at To The Top Talk on Twitter. I don't know how long that goes, and maybe you can give out we the, got it. Uh, you we, know, at the end of the, maybe, the, I don't know if the end of the show today, but uh, at least next week. We got it. We got it going right now on, um, it, it'll be out for one day. 
So we'll have it out there. Yeah. Heath Hinton from the other studio, WMXI Heath Hinton, just tweeted us the right field roost, small and big boot sign holders. That is his MVP so far this nice. season. That's a, that's an excellent choice. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. All right, let's talk some football. Spring football started this week. Yay! One thing I thought was interesting, I saw this first reported from uh, Jason Munns, so I'm going to give him credit for that. But he reported that R- Jay Hobson said, rather than have one coach in charge of special teams, like we did last year, um, Coach Waz, John Wozniak was wide receiver coach and special teams coordinator, mm-hmm. they are giving different coaches different roles with special teams. So here's the list right here. So defensive line coach Derek Nicholson, he's going to be in charge of the kickoff team. Inside receivers coach, the new uh, youngest head football coach that we got, uh, Scotty Walden, which I hear, I'm hearing great things about. He's going to be in charge of kickoff return. Running backs coach Latrell Pollard in, in charge of punt return. Outside linebackers coach, I didn't even put that on there. It's Billings. It's Tim Billings, I think. <laughs> He's in charge of the punt team. Offensive line coach Eric Losey, the juice. Field goal unit. And defensive co- coordinator Tony Pecorero is in charge of field goal block. So each coach is going to have their own assigned unit to be in charge of. I think that that sounds like a great approach to that. Well, yeah, and we had a lot. We've, we, I mean, just you know, no way to really sugarcoat it. We, we've had some some lapses and and uh, and special teams play a little bit. And maybe that maybe that uh, well, maybe that'll work out a little better. Just being able to devote a lot of just specific time, specific drills, specific. Uh, Film study, whatnot, um, where you you know you're not dipping your toe into every pool, just a very specific pool, a spa, if you will. <laughs> in in the I new, don't know in the it, new field house. Uh, yeah, I mean, but it's it, it makes sense. It makes sense. I've never been on a football team, never coached a football team, but it makes sense that if you're you're dealing with less, then you can devote more time to that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I like the approach. I'll be curious to see how that plays out. Also. Uh, it was reported that uh, DeSavion Patrick, who last year was a linebacker, has been moved to tight end. Hmm. And wide receiver T.J. McGinnis, the the athlete out of Pisgah oh, in, yeah. in Rankin yeah, yeah, County, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. he is uh he last year he spent the off I mean he was it was his redshirt year, but he came in as a wide receiver and they're moving him to safety. I mean he kind of looks like he could fill out a little bit mm-hmm. and play some safety for the Golden Eagles. There's been a couple of other moves I, I've kind of just glanced at looking at social media. So it's going to be interesting interesting to see what that spring roster looks like come April 22nd, which is the annual Black and Gold Spring Game. Yeah, you know, and and oh, by the way, that spring game. Um, I got my tickets for the uh, Champions Brunch today. Oh, I got to do. Um, I got to do that. And ordered my re up my season tickets today. Um, and it's kind of cool what they got going on right now. Is that if you uh, if you sign up before Friday, you re up your tickets before Friday, then you get to go. Uh, I think there's a sideline pass for a game of your choice during the season. Not during the game, but before the game, you get to hang out and whatever. You know, I guess rag the other punter while he's out there warming up or something. Um, I can't imagine what it's going to be like after us, you know, tailgating and uh, for six straight hours and then going on the sideline. But, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but back to what you're talking about, just as far as spring goes, the the questions that I have that maybe you can answer, or the, the most glaring question, of course, is the QB battle. Um, it's kind of a... I guess it's a two-man race. Who knows? Might be more than a two-man race right now with Keon and Quandra. Um, I think it's you know I think it is a two-man race right now. I mean, you got two terrific athletes. You've got you know Howard appears to be the favorite. You would think just 
from a, a youth movement standpoint, get, gaining that experience over the next few years, and, and he played a little bit last year. Uh, Quadra, probably a little more athletic. I, I was impressed by him in the spring game, but his, his accuracy was a little off last year. It wasn't quite what you'd want to see, but he's had a whole offseason to work on it. So hopefully right. hope if he can get that down, he certainly could be in the mix. Yeah, well, that's that's obviously the biggest question mark. The, you know, for everyone, but you know, per, you know, my personal favorite player last the last two years, Denarius Antoine. You know, who's going to take over that role? Is that going to be, um, is you know, Picasso Nelson possibly going to slide into that spot? Um, and Picasso's hurt right now. When's he going to come back? Um, I think it's a shoulder. Is it a shoulder? I I, I uh, think I I think I saw somewhere where it was his shoulder. You know, and for, for all for all the I offensive uh, offensive line depth that that we brought in and we redshirted last year, we're still going to be young but we're going to be deep you know how much time is it going to take for those guys to gel um and then just the ultimate bummer to me is you know patrick brooks out for maybe like forever yeah um yeah that was a guy you talk about electric Uh, i remember you and you and i on the show last year talking about after the show i mean after the game we were just gushing over him more than you know even ito so yeah i think he's i think his playing days are over unfortunately Mm -hmm. We're going to take a break and come right back with more to the top talk right here on News Radio 98.1 FM. Welcome back to To the Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and tonight, Jason Bailey. Jason, usually this is the the, the time where I, I try to give a shout out to somebody. You, you want to give a shout out today? Yeah, man. Uh, my friend Ben uh, is driving through. He's uh, from up in North Mississippi, but making his way through Hattiesburg. Found us on the air, and he also wanted me to uh, to remind you that um, that you're the reason that he did not get to play golf with me today. So, okay, well, uh, I've been blamed for much worse, so I'll <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Just saved me from like eight bogeys, so I'm good. By, by the way, our, our poll question, getting a little response already. Right now, Taylor Braley with the lead. Nice. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out over the next 24 hours. Go find us on Twitter and all that good stuff. Hey, let's break it down. All right. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> I thought you were breaking it down. I am breaking it down. I'm breaking it down right now. I'm trying to get my dance moves. You can follow Jason on Twitter at Bumper J Bailey. You can follow this show at To The Top Talk and me, Jamie underscore Arrington on Facebook as well. To The Top Talk, Jamie Arrington Comedy and Hope City Comedy. My next show, it's a doozy down at the Hard Rock in Biloxi on Saturday, April the 8th. I'm opening for Jim Brewer, as you have probably seen. That is awesome, by the way. I mean, you don't give yourself enough credit here. That is just you, I mean, everybody out there has, has seen the movie Half Baked. Everybody's watched Saturday Night Live, and just it, to, to know that you're going to be up there, you're like a you know, you just don't give yourself enough credit, man. And just congrats. Thank you, congrats I appreciate it, man. Jamie. It's going to be fun, man. I, I can't wait. I'm super excited about just, it. Just don't blow it. I know, right? <laughs> I know. I've done it before. No, I think that's going to be a live crowd, man. I, that's the kind of crowd you want to play in front of. Fifteen hundred people, I think. I think that's the capacity there. Awesome. So that's I would, be a great I would faint. Oh, dude, I can handle it, man. Um, next week we should have a guest. I've got, a, I've got, if, if everything goes as planned, I don't like to say their name until we actually get them out there and get, you know, at least an interview recorded, but I've got a former two sport athlete and professional athlete 
Adelius Thomas. It is not Adelius Thomas, but Barf. but he was around around the same time that Adelius was around. Mm. So if you do the math on that, if you do some thinking, uh, he's I, a, I got it. Absolute stud. Looking forward it. to it. Good friend. I mean, he's he's pretty much like family. But does it, does he have two initials for his first name? You can give him two initials. There's two that are capitalized. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So great guy. Looking forward to that one. Well, we don't have. I guess we got like a, about a little over a minute left. Uh, you, you talk about football. We were talking about some of the things that were going on. There's a couple of injuries, like we said, with Picasso. But it's going to be inter- interesting to see how some of this younger talent steps up to the plate. You talked about filling Daenerys's role, and Daenerys kind of played that, you know, linebacker safety hybrid last year. Walden Davis is a guy that they've moved mm-hmm. uh, really quick for a, for a linebacker. So they moved him in, put a little bit of weight on him. It's going to be interesting to see how he plays in that position. The O-line, yeah, we, we've got some questions to be answered. Pollard is out for the spring. Within it. Maybe it's him with the shoulder injury. I, I Maybe I'm just getting dyslexic on my descriptions on what's really going down. But uh, he's going to be out, so there's going to be some other players that are going to have to step up. There's some guys that have really been showing out in the weight room. Uh, it's going to be really fun. I can't wait for the spring game. I had a blast last year. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, hey, man, thanks for coming on the show. Let's do it again soon. Absolutely. All right, you guys. You can find this episode as well as all of the other episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Go subscribe so they'll send them right to your phone every week. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.